From the Old City, a practical Torah commentary by Gutman Lodge. Exodus 18, Yitro. What was wrong with the seven? In this which portion of the Torah, God gives the Jewish people the Ten Commandments. First, realize that the Ten Commandments are really thirteen commandments, and that the ten are actually ten sayings. If you look closely, you'll see, for instance, that one commandment says we are not to worship nor even make an idol. These are actually two commandments within the one saying. It is said of the Ten Commandments that they sum up the entire Torah, and that the first commandment sums up all ten. Our mystical tradition teaches that the first word of the first commandment sums up the entire first commandment, and even more mysterious, that the first letter of the first commandment sums up the first word. So if we really understood the depth of the first letter, the Aleph, we would be able to sum up the entire Torah. Certainly, there is no other brief set of rules in the history of Western civilization that can be said to have the impact of these ten. Indeed, they have been the moral guidepost of Western civilization for thousands of years. Entire books have been written about these ten sayings. But, amazingly, they were never intended for, nor given to, the nations of the world. At first, God gave man only two general instructions. He put man in a garden and told him to tend and guard it. He also told him not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was all man needed. The meaning of these instructions is debated among the sages, but simply stated, they are instructions to man and woman how he is to live an ideal life in God's wonderful creation. He is to tend it or nurture it, help it grow and develop. Also, he is to guard it or protect it from destruction. And, most importantly, he is not to judge it. He is to see all doings in the world, whatever they may be, simply as God's handiwork. His job is to help it to flourish into the best possible creation it can be. This was the situation before Adam ate of the forbidden fruit. Once he ate of that fruit and began to judge, God had to give him six specific laws to guide him in his new world. No idolatry, no blasphemy, no murder, no stealing, no adultery, and the requirement to establish just courts to ensure these laws. These six laws were all that mankind needed until Noah's time. After the flood, God added the seventh not to eat a limb from an animal unless the animal was killed before the limb was taken. Man was not allowed to eat animals before the flood, so this law was not necessary until Noah's generation. Later, these seven laws were repeated to Moshe, and to this day they remain the basic laws for all mankind. Observing these seven commandments brings a wonderful life in this world and a share in the world to come. So, then why did God give the ten? The ten came when he appointed a particular nation to be a nation of priests 
and a light unto the nations, the Jewish people. A priestly nation requires additional rules. In fact, God gave the Jewish people 613 laws. So, why the ten? The ten are related to the seven, but extended to fit the new role of the priestly nation. Briefly stated, the Ten Commandments are, I am God, that means know that God exists, no idolatry, do not take God's name in vain, no false witnessing, no coveting others' possessions. Although the application or administration of these two sets of laws is quite different, an overview reveals how very close and yet how different they are. 1. The first commandment to the Jewish people requires us to know God. Of course, we can only know the infinite within our finite capacity, but still, we are required to know that there is a single God who is the creator of all. This is not a specific commandment to the Gentile nations. 2. The second commandment given to the Jews is the first one given to the nations. And although the details of the requirements and their application are very different, basically they deal with the same subject, no idolatry. We see that the first commandment is an additional requirement given to the Jews, but really it is a wondrous clarification of the second commandment. Whereas the entire world is commanded what not to worship, we are also commanded what to worship. 3. The third commandment to the Jews is related to the second given to the world, not to take God's name in vain, or blasphemy. Again, although these are administered differently, basically they relate to the same commandment of protecting the holiness of his name. 4. The fourth commandment given to the Jews is to remember the Shabbat. The Torah says that Shabbat is a sign between the Jewish people and God that we are his priestly nation. This is an additional requirement and privilege not given to the nations. And all the nations in most of the world have some type of day off, God does not command them to rest on these days. 5. The fifth commandment given to the Jews is the commandment to honor our father and mother. Although this is a wondrous thing for all people to do, it is not a specific commandment to the world. The reason for this is clearly stated in the Torah. It says that we are to honor our parents so that our days will be lengthened upon the land that God gives us. This is a special requirement related to the Holy Land that God has specifically given to his priestly nation. 6, 7, and 8. The 6th, 7th, and 8th commandments given to the Jews, the prohibitions against murder, adultery, and stealing, were also given to the nations, albeit with different applications. 9. The ninth commandment given to the Jews is the prohibition against bearing false witness. This is an additional strictness, but still it is related to the world's commandment that they must ensure just courts in their lands. 10. The tenth commandment, the main overall commandment given to the Jews, is the prohibition against coveting another person's property. This commandment can be viewed as a fence set up to protect the other negative commandments. If we do not covet what is not ours, we will not come to steal nor do any of the other prohibitions. 
whereas a righteous Gentile needs only to keep the seven basic laws to receive his reward, a Jew is privileged to keep more. Go down. Just before God gives the Ten Commandments, he tells Moshe, Go, descend, then you shall ascend. As usual, the Torah is speaking of both a one-time historical moment and of the overall spiritual moment that affects each of us every day. The historical moment is what physically happened back then. Moshe was to go down the mountain, and then later he would ascend it. From the spiritual perspective, this teaches us one of life's greatest overall lessons. Go down so you will come up is the entire summation of the soul's journey on earth. Moshe was high up on the mountain at the very place where God would soon reveal himself to the entire Jewish nation. Yet God said to him, go down so you can come up. But he was already up there, so why should he go down to come back up? The soul is in its highest place before it descends into the human body. Then, when it goes down into the body, it is in a very low place. But this descent is for the soul's ultimate benefit. At first glance, this does not seem to make sense. Why not leave it up there where it was already high? But no, we learn that by coming down, it will go up even higher than it was. Use a shekel as an example. In your hand, it is worth a shekel. Now you decide to give the coin to a poor person. As you are handing it over, the coin is held above the poor person's hand. It is higher. When you release the coin, it falls down into his hand. Now it is lower. It went down. But since you are using this coin for the mitzvah of tzedakah, charity, its value is greatly enhanced. Before you gave it, it was worth only a shekel. But now its value is greater than gold. That coin went down into that very poor man's hand for his personal use. He received the physical coin, but now that coin is in your spiritual bank account forever. Long after you leave this world, that coin will still be shining its light on you. We see that its value increased tremendously by having gone down. This is the opportunity for the soul. The soul is an actual portion of God himself on high. But after it comes down into this very low world and makes the correct choices, it will go up and be even higher than when it began. There is one.com. <laughs>